Hello, this is Izzy B, and I'm with Rob Watson. Hey. We're going to do another episode of Embarrassment. 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 Well, it's okay to embrace being red in the face. You think anyone's ever going to get sick of that? <laughs> Never. I, I kind of am. I like to think everyone listening is... Adding their own in at that time. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. It's cute. Maybe one day I'll get like a record deal. Ooh, that would be embarrassing. You're listening to Embarrassed Much, the podcast where we like to embrace being red in the face. And now give a warm welcome to your host, award-winning children's book author and illustrator, Izzy B. All right, that was pretty cool. How did that sound, buddy? Dad, have you actually run awards for your books? Well, no, I haven't won any awards, but people don't know that. And it makes me sound much cooler when I say it. Uh, I think you're still recording. Oh, yeah. How embarrassing. (laughs) Well, I am here again with Rob Watson, the king of embarrassing stories. His number one went over well with the five people I had listened to it. (laughs) Um, Every single person said that might be one of the best embarrassing stories they've ever heard. Wow. That's That's kind of an honor. Well, and the fun thing is, is I only give them the spark notes because I want them to listen. Oh. So they don't even get the full, sh- full shebang. Full sh- 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 shebang. So we came back because Rob said he has another embarrassing story, and I have more than I want to admit. Um, <laughs> matter of fact, it's kind of funny because I'll sit and I'll think, you know, uh, when I'm alone and in quiet time, reflection. Mm. And I'll be like, oh, wow, I totally forgot about this or I forgot about that. And some of them are really embarrassing stories that I just completely forgot about. Just making the list. Yeah. You're going to have so many good episodes. Well, I, it starts to get depressing. <laughs> but your depression is some audience member's elation. Oh, I like, like that. Yeah. That's not a word I hear too often. Elation? Yeah. I don't, there could be a better, what is that a? Elation. Adverb? No, I like it. You're good. Perfect. So, um, my depression is your... There's so many T-I-O-N words that come to my mind that are not appropriate. (laughs) So, I was just going to stay out of this. I I feel like there's something there. Like Depression. Where our depression is your... Obsession? Oh, that's it. Where our depression... Our depression is your obsession. Yeah. That sounds so bad. Your obsession, your new obsession is our depression. Oh, there it is. Embarrassed much. I don't know. Right after, right after we sing. Okay. Tr- you want to try it? Do, do, do. Our depression our, is your new obsession. Where our depression is your new obsession. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work at all. What? I like that. Embarrassed much. Where our, where our, our depression is your new obsession. <laughs> We nope. get rid of the face so that you can be a shoelace. Place. I'm not doing a good job. I should right have now. I should have thought of this before and written some things down. I let's just not improv. Put any of this in the actual. Always episode. so much more fun. 
Because <laughs> that's when you say things you regret, and that's where we get embarrassment. Here, here we are, full circle, <laughs> embarrassing ourselves on a podcast about 100%. embarrassing yourself. That's what this whole show's about. Fantastic. Saying things without thinking. Mission accomplished. Literally, the whole podcast can write itself because we're literally embarrassing ourselves right now. We're embarrassing ourselves. This is my the fact spot. that we are saying the stupidest things on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Completely sober. <laughs> Never. Oh gosh, and that was still, like this is what happened. That was like me and my friends in high school like had this thing where we were like we can have fun without alcohol because we yeah. like made that stance. Yeah, and I would say that we did some of the stupidest things, a billion percent. And it probably would have been better off if we told people it was <laughs> under the influence. It would have made the story make more sense. Yeah, people would be like, like hey. "Oh, okay, you were drunk." Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm the same way. But we couldn't do that because it was 100% not true. We were just dumb. If you had a podcast about just the dumbest things ever that you did in high school, boy. That's what we we're could fill doing right one. now. Yeah. Of course, I have a whole list of really dumb decisions I made in high school. But you're you're kind of invincible in high school. Yes. You feel that you are. You care 100% what everybody else thinks. But at the same time, you'll never die. You're really dumb. Yeah. You just case you just in, case these. in point. I did the gallon challenge no less than three times with milk. A, yes. In See, high school. I'm lactose intolerant. So. Completely sober just for fun. Just because Wait, three times in a row, not in a row, but over the course of one year. Yeah, it sounds like you were easily convinced to do things. I was the one telling people to do it. And so you had to do it. Yeah, because they wouldn't do it do. unless, you know, I had to lead forward. I had to I had to do it with them. It's ironic that you talk about the gallon challenge because that actually has a lot to do with my embarrassing story today. Really? Perfect. Yeah, do you want me to tell mine first? Yeah, now that up? we have that segue, which I did I did not know what you were going to tell. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I feel like that was planned. It, but it wasn't. Everybody, that was not planned. That yeah. segue was 100% natural, which Ooh. is the best kind. Meant to be. Yeah, let's hear it. What's your story? Ironically, segways aren't their actual thing now. That's have true. you ever ridden on a segway? I have. Anytime I put wheels between me and the ground, it never ends well, <laughs> except in a car. So anyway, here's my embarrassing story. I uh, used to have a interesting job outside of college. I took a job. Here's what I'll say about this job. I used to work at the Boys and Girls Club, mm -hmm. and it was my favorite job ever. I loved it so much. It was. Where I kind of became, knew I'd become a teacher, you know, helping kids. And you really got to build those relationships. It was, it was, it was a great job. Leading on, I thought that this job in Springfield, I lived in Joplin. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to move to Springfield. I don't know why, but Springfield just seemed so much cooler, you know. Mm, yeah, the big city. Springfield, Missouri. Big, big, I think that's the city's tagline. It's big for us. Yeah. Their tagline is, it's bigger than Joplin. It's Springfield, it's bigger than Joplin. I mean, this is the home of Bass Pro. That's pretty cool. And like, to be fair, they have like the largest aquarium. It's pretty cool. Actually, yeah. did you know Springfield is where, and someone can call me on this, but I'm pretty sure it's where General Chicken was invented. Like General Sauce Chicken? Yeah. It's not Chinese really? at all. It was invented in Springfield, Springfield Missouri? 90% sure that's accurate. Wow. So that is not a Chinese dish or like a traditional Chinese dish. Is like it, it came most from, Chinese food is not 
Chinese. It came from the smack dab middle of America. Which, you know, being overweight, that might be might have been my draw to Springfield right there. <laughs> it's bigger than Joplin, and it's got general it's got cells. general chicken, the world's best general chicken, Ooh. is what they claim. And it, it, it's probably true, but I got a job there working at Boys and Girls Town, mm. which I was under the impression that Boys and Girls Town was like Boys and Girls Club, but the kids lived there. Yeah. And I'm not going to say anything about the job per se, but it was not what I thought it was. How is it different? Like what makes town it different? Is than club? the kids that go to Boys and Girls Town just they they were difficult? <laughs> I don't know how I, to I, I, say I, I this nicely. You. Yeah, yeah. They I'm were intense. To. Yeah, that's what I'll say. Yeah, the kids were intense, and I'm not gonna make this like a sad episode, but I'll say that these kids had been through a lot. Mm. Every kid that went there could have their own lifetime story. Yeah, it was rough and was not ready for that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, every once in a while, we would take these kids to go do something really cool because they needed those experiences. Yeah, that's nice. And we took them to this barbecue championship thing. And it was, for some reason, also a competition for Bloody Marys. Okay. Go figure. Barbecue, Bloody Mary. Yeah, barbecue and Bloody Marys. How do those two get mashed I, up? I, I would say they do go hand in hand, but I don't know how. Is that a thing? It was pretty cool. I just never been to a barbecue place. They were like, and, and check out our Bloody Marys. It was a competition. So these were people who were coming from all around. Wow. Barbecue plus Bloody Mary competition. I don't know why we decided to take <laughs> a bunch of girls there. <laughs> I don't know why we thought that was a good idea. But we took a bunch of girls. Okay. And... They were dead set on doing this eating competition. Have you ever witnessed an eating competition? Oh, yeah. I've done some. I've never actually did one or even really watched one before. It was kind of new to me. But it was uh, sponsored by Krispy Kreme. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was to eat um, as many donuts as you can glazed with your hands behind your back. (laughs) And I guess this is like a big competition that Krispy Kreme does often because they had like even a leaderboard. Like a yeah. national leaderboard? Yeah. Of who can And eat? I only know this because of my story. <laughs> okay. I entered this competition with a few of my girls because they begged me. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to do it alone because they were embarrassed because it was like, from what I saw for the most part, it was like a daddy-daughter thing that, or daddy uh, or father-son or, yeah. you know, parent. And so they were kind of wanting me to do it with them. Mm-hmm. And I was not fully on board, but I was also really competitive. And I'd seen these girls eat. They could put it away. Like these girls, some of them could just eat. How old were they? Uh, we had varying ages all the okay. way from uh, kindergarten all the way up to like, because they couldn't stay there once they were like 18. So we had Got kinder, all the way up to 18. Gotcha. Most of the girls who entered were older, and I entered with them. Once again, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but there were two other guys in the competition that were big. Mm. Like big old boys. Way bigger than me. And that was who you had to beat. And I was not about to lose. Yeah. Because like I said, I'm competitive. So as the competition goes, you had to put your hands behind your back. And you had to eat as many donuts as you can in two minutes. 
And I had this strategy, you know, like I formulated a plan and this was it. I was going to take a bite out of one of the corners, raise the donut up in a cylinder Mm -hmm. and pretty much push my head down and inhale the thing. That was my plan. (laughs) And you can imagine like that would take some time to do, but I got, I was really strangely without any practice good at it. (laughs) So they put us all in a row and there was my, there was two of my girls next to me. And then we had about 10 people, maybe, maybe more. I don't quite remember how many, but it was a lot of people. Yeah. It felt like a lot. Yeah. And they put a box of Krispy Kreme donuts in front of us. This is not sponsored by Krispy Kreme, by the way. And <laughs> brought to you by they opened Krispy Kreme. They opened the box. And there was quite a crowd watching us. Like there were quite a few spectators. It really surprised me. Was it a dozen box? Yes. So but if you finished your box, would they just replace it? They assumed that finishing twelve donuts yeah in two minutes with your hand behind your back could not be done i mean i would i'd be in that boat well let me finish my story (laughs) oh boy (sighs) so we start going and i'm under the impression that everyone in this competition is here to play you know and i have my hands behind my back and they say go and i'm telling you i something snapped and i became an animal ravenous and i was taking bites standing it up and i was inhaling the whole donut in one go <laughs> oh my and i remember that like as i progressed i people were getting excited and there was an announcer and everything and they're like oh my god like announcing and pretty much the whole thing turned to me like the everybody was watching me the announcer was standing behind me talking about me And I loved the spotlight. (laughs) So that only made me go faster. The crowd started cheering. Isaiah. Isaiah. And now I'm like, wow, I've never had so much support for eating donuts. (laughs) And I remember that like I got I it, it was almost like a blur, literally because of the sugar high. Can you imagine eating an insane amount of donuts in in minutes. No. My head was lightheaded because I'm also bent over. <laughs> but man, I was going to town. I know that when he said 30 seconds left, I had 10 donuts completely inhaled. Wow. And so I knew I had those last two left. And, and, and I finished the whole box before the two minutes were up. And they went to go get me a new box. Oh and they, they, because they weren't expecting it. But the thing was, is as the time progressed, the people started cheering less and less, which I thought was really weird. Like, it was like, Isaiah. (laughs) And I remember when those two minutes were up and the buzzer went off, I stood up and I had glaze all over my face. Like, it looked like I murdered a whole family of donuts. (laughs) And I look out in the crowd and I'm like lightheaded, you know, like, because I just stood up after all this and I literally couldn't function. Yeah. And I looked out into the crowd and it was pure disgust. Everyone was just looking at me in silence. I swear a mom cut was covering her kid's eyes. No. Because everyone was like, this has gone beyond an eating contest to people were like, it was like I just ate a whole batch of puppies. That's the equivalent (laughs) I felt. 
<laughs> the mom covering her eyes is just a scene from a movie. <laughs> Like, I'm telling you, man, like people were, so it was no longer people were impressed. People were disgusted. People were like, they couldn't believe I just, and I had eaten a dozen donuts. Like I said, in they, under two minutes and under two minutes with my hands behind my back. <laughs> <sighs> and I was, after I started seeing people's face, I realized how intense I had made this whole competition, but I, I was convinced that those two guys wouldn't fail me down the line. Mm -hmm. That that would kind of be my vindication. You get some redemption when they see their... Because when they saw how much they ate, you know, I would be okay. Yeah. You know? So they start with down the line. And by the way, they had completely just forgot about everybody else and were like, oh my goodness, Isaiah ate a dozen donuts. And like <laughs> the guy was like big time and everybody was kind of like, uh, you know, golf clapping. But like they were like, okay. So they go down the line and there's this guy that's, he's pushing 400 and he's huge. That's a big boy. And I was like, okay, this guy probably ate at least two dozen, right? Yeah. They say, I forgot his name, but they're like, he ate four donuts. <laughs> four. <laughs> The guy next to him was not quite as big as him. Yeah. And he ate three and a half. <laughs> and I was like, kind of like doing the smile, like, uh. <laughs> and then we get to my girls, because I knew my girls could eat. I just watched those kids every day. Right. And it's like one of their favorite hobbies. One of my girls didn't eat a single donut. And I look at her and she's like, well, I don't like donuts. But I wanted to and I was like, donut you, competition. In front of everybody, I was having this conversation. You begged me to be in this competition. I didn't want to do this. <laughs> I didn't want to do this. You begged me. You didn't eat a single donut. They opened that box. <laughs> and you looked at them and said, nah. Okay. She was like, well, I don't like glazed. I thought they'd be flavored donuts. <laughs> <sighs> That, that this kid, this kid was a hundred percent just in this for the donuts. Yeah, she didn't care about the competition. She just wanted a free donut. The kid next to her took a bite of each one. She didn't eat a single donut. So so far, both of my kids that I thought were, and I had three. <laughs> the comment was zero. The one next to her ate one donut, and she barely started the second one. And I was just like, no one had gotten anywhere close to me. <laughs> So then the announcer gets to me and he's like, this just in, we just realized that Isaiah beat the county fair state record for most donuts eaten. Like some, I had some record. I'm not quite sure. I don't remember quite sure what it was, but they were so excited. They took a picture with me and two Hooters girls. Oh, yes. Which I never thought that I would get. A picture with Hooters girls, period, but let alone for the fact that I ate donuts. <laughs> so they have this picture taken, and these Hooters girls will not put their hands on me. They're supposed to, like, put their hands on me, you know, but they are so disgusted. Uh. They literally put their fingertips <laughs> on my shoulder. <laughs> my reward for winning was a box of donuts. Oh, that's a terrible prize. And I'm holding... This box of donuts open with their fingertips on me and we take and my face is covered in glaze and we take a picture and it's all over the Internet. It is all over their social media. Oh, my. 
I was on the Krispy Kreme website. No. Like the official. Yeah, I went. I look every once in a while to see if it's still there. It's not. <laughs> I was on the official Krispy Kreme website. Like they had some kind of blog or something about their donuts. And they had made a whole post about me doing this competition with the Hooters girls. My picture was on there for the whole world to see of me devouring and they you know it was, they made a big deal out of this and it was one of the most embarrassing things like i wanted i threw that box of donuts away well yeah i wanted nothing to do with it <laughs> and here i was you know practically a poster child for Krispy cream um, you were you made the website all over the internet i i still go on the internet looking for that picture after that Krispy Kreme should sponsor this podcast. I don't want. I, I actually the humiliation don't. that they caused you. Yeah, well, I will say, I don't eat donuts the same anymore. Like I don't even really like donuts anymore after that. Especially, I don't really eat donuts anymore. I honestly, I get it. Yeah, I don't know that I would find donuts appetizing. <sighs> For me, it's just there's too many dark memories that come with them. <laughs> <laughs> They're not appealing anymore. All right. So that was my story. It, it was not quite like it was one of those. It's more embarrassing if you were there and saw the reaction of everybody, you right. know, like. But I can see in my head the moment where the crowds just change. Like you're you're the spectacle. Yeah, I was and so then excited. They just see what they created. Yeah. <laughs> it they quickly go, went from admiration oh. to disgust. Yeah. It was, and you went from feeling like a million bucks, like oh, I'm doing so good, to I th- just I th- like oh, I, I don't, I'm not gonna eat donuts anymore. Well, I threw up. I didn't say that part. Ugh. I straight up threw up in a trash can that day. <laughs> so, but who wouldn't if you just you ate a dozen in two minutes? It was so much shame. I honestly, when I thought like when you're like, oh, I looked up and everyone like the mother's covering the child's eyes, I was like. You puked on everyone. Like I was, just, I was ready for protecting. Oh no, vomit. that would have made the story better. But I, I want to keep this hundred percent factual. I did and not. Puke. I like that. I did puke later. I will say, for the rest of the day, we stayed at that convention. And like when I walked around, you know, people who watched it <laughs> would like walk on the like they would like. <laughs> they gave you. A, they gave you a wide berth. They gave me like, a that's wide. That's the donut guy. Yes, honey, come over. That's him. Like who are your kids? Decide? Like I was gonna eat their children or something. <laughs> we saw what he did in the competition. Yeah, that man. You don't is need to be around control. that type of person who does that to a innocent box of donuts. Mind you, we kind of got that reaction most places we went because some of the kids were pretty rough, but mm. <laughs> this time it was me. <laughs> All right, so you uh, you had an embarrassing story. You want to tell your first date story? I would love to. And so, you eventually married this person. This this is a first date with my wife. So that's kind of inspiring for people that might be trying to get into the dating scene. Yeah, you can fail and still succeed. Yeah, I know that that seems like an oxymoron, but when you hear the story, you'll really get it. You know, there's no winning. On this first date story. I think that that could be a real inspiration for someone who's had a hard time in the dating scene. Mm. You could completely humiliate yourself and it's it still works out. 
Yeah. The trick is to find someone who thinks humiliation is attractive. Well, that is the entire spiel of this podcast. Humiliation is. is attractive. That's why we're here. My wife and I didn't, it took us a while to date. I was in the friend zone for quite a while. My mm-hmm. wife is way out of my league. Mm, you know, that's what happens. And uh, when I first asked her out, she actually laughed at me. <laughs> I straight up, which I'm a kind of a chicken oh. when it comes to women. But and she she laughed in your face. Boy, that had to feel up, amazing. She straight up laughed at me. <laughs> like I was like, hey, you want to go on a date sometime? And she was like, <laughs> good one, Isaiah. And then it was awkward silence. And I was like. I'm serious. <laughs> no, but, but and she's like, "Oh, uh, no!" Just kind of like that. <laughs> oh, Once again, this should give some hope to other people because mm-hmm. here we are. We've been married ten years, eleven years. I don't know how long we've been married, but it's fantastic. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Two kids. That that, even that doesn't just happen. I got seven years, one child, and one on the way. After tell this us, first date that you're about to hear, yeah, tell us your story. I mean, obviously, yeah. Okay, so my wife and I, we met in college. We had a couple classes together and I used, you know, the ruse of like, oh, homework, like we'll study and get in a group to get near her. And eventually I worked up the courage to ask her on a date and I was fortunate enough that she said yes. So I was just like over the moon because my wife is far, far out of my league. This very far out out of our leagues. Yeah. And, um, so I was, I was just ecstatic. Like, you know, you, you get nervous on first dates, all of oh, that. Yeah. But I was just especially so because it was just like I'd had a crush on her for a long time. She had this other boyfriend. And I and we saw what happened the first crush you had. Yeah. We heard about that. It didn't go well. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the eighth grade crush didn't go well. I learned. I You didn't pee on this I one. I didn't pee on this crush. So ask her out. She says yes. And uh, I pick her up. We both lived on campus. So I pick her up at her dorm and I took her to her favorite restaurant, to the Mexican restaurant in town. And the initial date went well, right? Like us getting there. She loved the food. I already knew that. Uh, I was talking and, you know, like really trying to lay it on thick, like, you know, impress this woman who I had a crush on. And we were laughing a lot, like nothing but a good time the entire dinner. We, you know, pay. She had some leftover and she wanted to take it home. So we got a little, you know, to go box. And it's in the middle of January. So this is like the third week of January. It's right before classes are starting back up. We both got back to campus and it was really cold. And I remember that it precipitated. There was some precipitation that happened while we were on our date inside the restaurant. And so I got to the car and our car froze over, like had like a little thing of ice over the whole car. Yeah. I set the to-go box on top of the car. Now this was like an old car. It was beat up. The passenger side door would not open from the outside. The handle didn't work. So I I crawled in, just looked like a schmuck, you know, like, okay, here we go. Because I had to crawl across. I have to crawl across to open the door for her to be a gentleman. I have to open my door first in this scenario. I'm I'm inside the car leaning over like, I got it. I got it. I got the handle. And that you just don't look cool. And you're trying to look as cool as possible on a first date, especially. Yeah, like you should be jumping in the window like a NASCAR yes, driver. doing a backflip, like, you know, <sighs> opening the door with your feet or something cool. Like that wasn't that, happening. That wouldn't be cool, actually. Yeah, I guess if you did it right, maybe. Yeah, I could see that. 
<laughs> you want to be like the Fonz, like punch the jukebox situation. That's true. You want it to just work for you. Punch the car and the door flies open. Yes. That would have been amazing. That was not the scenario. Yeah. So while I'm like prostrated across the seat, like reaching over, grabbing this other door, I hear this like scraping and I'm like, what? And I kind of pop up like she she got the door open and I look and the food is sliding from the top of the car off the back mm-hmm. of windshield off of the trunk. And, and you're like a poor college student. Yeah. And so and, and it was her food. Oh, and like I'm like, oh, no, no, no. So I dive at the food. I'm kind of like slipping on the ice a little bit by some miracle. I caught it. So like I catch the food, you know, like nothing Spider-Man. happened to it, but I just did not look cool. Like I, I looked kind of like a schmuck like you know I was was slipping a little bit and I was like oh man okay I got inside the car and I'm just like come on Rob like you know save it save it like look you got to look cool here you know (laughs) yeah and so I'm like okay okay we start driving and we're heading back to campus and we're having a conversation like I'm trying to keep the conversation going keeping it funny and lively and I'm looking over at her and I'm literally just like enthralled like I'm I'm looking I'm like this woman is so beautiful like I literally don't know why she said yes to going on a date with me. I'm I'm just like, I'm so lucky. Like this is all running through my head and I'm just staring at her and she's talking and I'm just probably awkwardly staring at her for too long Yeah. because I look forward and I realize I have completely drifted out of my lane. Like I'm going into the so next your lane. lives are in danger. Yeah, she's pretty so much. pretty. Your life's in danger. That's that's what happened. So I have to correct it. So I'm like, oh no, you know, <laughs> I freak out a little. The car swerves a bit. I get back into the lane like appropriate, and I'm like, oh no, because you know this is like strike two almost. I'm like, this does not look cool. Like, yeah, cool, Rob. So I'm thinking like, what can I do right now to save this moment and like be cool, like be that guy, like that yeah. she wants to go on a second date with, and I get this idea, and it's the best idea I may have ever had. I'm like, I'm gonna look at her and go girl you're so pretty i can't even drive straight like just right which is true actually that's it's what happened happened. it would have explained you know the embarrassing moment that just happened that is a good line and i was like oh yeah like i felt like a player in the moment i was just like this is it Mm -hmm. and i looked over at her and i went your face is prettier than the street. <laughs> like literally that's what came out of my mouth. Like in my Your head, I had this line concocted. <laughs> and she just stops and looks at me and goes, what? <laughs> like, so now I'm just like, I'm beat red. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was not even close that's to being cool <laughs> or smooth. It was bad execution on your Terrible part. execution. Like an amazing idea. Yeah, terrible it really execution. was a great line. So I'm like, I'm beat red and I'm trying like, how, how can I come out on top still? Like, this is not cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh, trying to make jokes about like, oh, street face. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I can't believe that happened. Like, yeah. try, it wasn't working great. So I'm still like stuttering a little bit. We eventually get back to the campus. I pull up in front of her dorm and her roommate and best friend had just gotten back from a date and she comes walking right up to the car. You know, I roll the window down cause we just pulled in. And so she's excited. She's like, she knew we were on a date, obviously. She's like, how, how was the first date? You know, how to go? And we're like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's pretty uh. good. It's pretty, yeah. Not mentioning any of the street face incidents, like anything like that. And she was very kind, Courtney, my wife, and was like, oh, you know, it's going really well. It was a good date. I was like, how was your date? Because this was her second date. That's important to the story. Oh. 
So she had already been on a date with this guy. Yeah. And she just got back from a second one. And she's like, oh, it was good. You know, we did this. And she talks about it. And then she goes, but... Uh, he didn't kiss me goodnight, like on the cheek, because the last date that she went on with the same guy, he gave her like a little peck on the cheek, like to say goodnight. Ooh. You know what I mean? Which is that's that's a good end. You yeah, know, it's cute. but he didn't do it the second but time. He didn't do it this time, right? And I was like, oh, and I'm in her corner. Like I want her to succeed. Yeah, and I want things to work out. He's a really nice dude. It's your so. wife or your girlfriend? Well, she wasn't your My girlfriend either. Your date's date. best friend. You want to have her on your good side. Yes, exactly. So, you know, like I want to I want to root for her. I want her to want me to date her best friend. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I want to be in the end here. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to give her some friendly advice in the moment and be like, hey, you know. Which dating advice from you? Which I, you know, after that night. Your face is prettier in the street kind of yeah, dating advice. I don't know if you want to take taking advice <laughs> from me. You should have a dating advice podcast where you just say the worst ideas <laughs> ever. Dating advice with Rob. I waited. <laughs> Your face is prettier than the Your street. Your face is prettier than the street. Uh, so I was trying to give her advice in the yeah. moment. And what I was trying to communicate was like, make sure that like he knows like your cheeks in a position that he can kiss it so that he knows like I would like to have a kiss goodnight. Like, you know, yeah, something like, move like your cheek in. Right. Like lean into it a little yeah. bit. And so I was trying to tell her, like, you know, like just make it accessible for him make so that the guy doesn't available. feel all this pressure, you know. Because yeah. it's you know, when you're on a date, you're nervous and it's mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. so I looked at her and that's what was running through my brain. And what came out of my mouth was I went, well, you, you know, you just got to. And I was doing the motion so that she would see, you know, like you moved your face in your head in. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, you got to you just got to work your cheeks like. Dude. And she literally just like stopped and screamed like I'm not making this up and ran away. And she went ah! and like ran into the torn. Got to work your cheeks. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm left here in the car with You're my like date, a, who I just called street face. Advice. Yeah. And she's like cracking up laughing, but not with me because that was clearly an accident. Yeah. And I was like, uh, OK, th- thanks. And that was like the end of the date. I was just like, you just oh. kind of ran off too. yeah. I mean, I had to kick her out of my car, but I was like, thanks. This was fun. Here's your food. <laughs> you did save it, though. I mean, I, I did catch the food, so you're but kind I of looked like an idiot trying to catch it. I remember I had a, I went to the same school as you. That's true. And there was some weird, like dating always had this weird Ugh. feel there just because of the nature of it. And I had a crush on a girl, mm. which is how dating usually starts. <laughs> this didn't even happen. This date didn't even happen. Oh, you didn't even get to the date. Because I'm about like you when it comes to talking to women. This one was rough. She came in and they were going to go on a walk. Mm -hmm. Like her and her college friends were going to go on a hike. Oh, okay. And she had a walking stick. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't know. But I thought, wow, I'd really like to go with them. And I remember she walked in. We were eating breakfast. And I stood up to, like, give give her a hug and stuff. And and she said, yeah. She said, yeah, this is, I just found this stick and I thought it'd be nice to walk with. It is a pretty big stick. And w- what she didn't know is I had a ruler in my pocket. And I don't know why. <laughs> Wait, you had a ruler in your pocket? I don't know why. In college? Yeah, I like, I don't know why. Okay. But I pop, 
I hit my pocket like this and I said, I got your big stick right here. Oh, no. And everybody was frozen. Everyone at my table, all the girls. I mean, I was trying to be funny and saying, like, pull out, pull out the ruler and be like, you could use this as a walking stick. You know, I thought it was clever. I straight up, everyone thought I was referring to something else. Yeah. And I was like, I wasn't trying to be gross at all. I was referring to the ruler. So I pulled the ruler out of my pocket. And I was like, you're big stick. <laughs> and everyone just stared at me. And literally, like, that was the end of it. But also, why do you have a ruler in your pocket? I don't know why I had a ruler in my pocket. I also don't know why I thought that I would uh, make that the joke. But <laughs> hey, I got your big stick right here. <laughs> and I patted my pants. <laughs> like, I was like, this is your big stick that you need. And and she oh was so gosh. uncomfortable. And there was uh, no saving it at that point. Yeah. I, just, I don't, you can't recover from that. And the only know I, the reason I know that story is because I was made fun of that for literally my friend, my roommate, texted me a meme or something that he saw and said, hey, it's your big stick. <laughs> and this was like two weeks ago. <laughs> I still get made fun of for that comment. Uh, and I was made fun of the rest of my college career there. People would, you know, it was a big joke, you know, like. If you found a stick or something, they'd be like, here's your big stick right here. Like, that was like a, I should have made a t-shirt. Here it is. Uh, but I never dated that girl. Man, I I get it. I think I, I could probably, you know, like being embarrassing, just me in general, I probably could do a whole podcast on embarrassing stories with me and girls. Because mm. I am doing I a podcast of me at the Y. Yeah. But I could also alter that. To me with women, because there's always attractive women at the Y. Yeah, yeah. And you would go and try and impress them. And I have this problem when I exercise, I fart like crazy. <laughs> oh, that's comedy gold. I don't know why. I mean, I think it's just because there's a lot of pressure. But one time I was, I went to go do ab sit-ups right mm -hmm. next to a pretty girl. Because <laughs> I was trying to impress her and she was doing abs on this mat. And I was doing weighted sit-ups and I was like, I'm going to put, I'm going to do this heavy. Yeah. You know, I'm going to impress this girl. Check this out. And I did a sit-up and it was, as soon as I sat up, it was the longest uncontrollable fart. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just kind of looked at her and we made eye contact <laughs> and it was awkward it. silence. Hold on. Was the eye contact during it was very long. <laughs> like, it was long enough that I couldn't, like, cover it up with anything else. Because oh, I can't tell you how many times I farted in class trying to cover it up with a sneeze. Yeah. And I You drop your book, you know. I would do that, but I was horrible with my timing, as you can see. <laughs> and I would be like, ha-choo. You know, like, they would be totally off. <laughs> so, so you just called more attention to it. It would call it. more attention to it because I would sneeze first, so everyone would look at me, and then I would fart. <laughs> And this was that exact same situation where I was already sitting right next, like I'm talking like right next to her. Yeah. To try and really impress her. <laughs> and it was, and it smelled really bad too. Oh I just got up and left. Oh my so, goodness. Like I said, I'm, I was not a ladies man by any means. But it worked out 
with your wife. Yeah. Who laughed at you at first. We were best friends before we got started dating. So, you know, if I do have any dating advice, there it is right there. Be friends first. Friends first. Yeah. Friend zone's not always bad, I guess. I was friend zoned for a while. Yeah. It can be very bad, though. If you want to not be a friend, the friend zone's the worst place you can be. Yeah. I was friend zoned, though. (laughs) But eventually, somehow, I got out of it. I don't know. I don't know. So, there's hope. Yeah. To everyone in the friend zone, there's some hope. Yeah. You're... You're the living I am proof. the poster child of awkward people doing things they probably don't deserve. Because <laughs> she was way cooler than me and way more attractive. And I was chubby and awkward and kind of goofy. I made puppets. You made loud noises. Farted a lot. <laughs> I was lactose intolerant and loved ice cream. Ooh, bad. Can't tell you how many combo. dates I ruined with that one. Bad combo. I also did this awkward thing on dates where I would act like my standard was or my automatic was a standard and I would act like I'd shift gears with my <laughs> on, your car. on my car. Like I would slam the brakes and then push the gas while shaking the automatic lever. I thought that was cool. <laughs> this will get them. I really did. Oh, they're going to love this. Until I finally went on a date with a girl and I was doing that and she looked at me and she goes, you know, this is an automatic, right? <laughs> Like she thought I was dumb or something. Like I literally thought it was work. I was doing it to be funny, but I it dawned on me there. This isn't funny at all. Women don't think this is funny. <laughs> it was actually a turn off. Oh no. So that was that was really cool. I've been doing the manual automatic gag my whole life. That's actually how I knew my wife was the one. Because you still did it. I did to it. Her. I did it. Wow. And she thought it was funny. Maybe your awkward thing is your test. It was kind of a test. You know what I mean? I told people that. Like maybe everyone has an awkward thing and that's like, that's the test where you're yeah. like, hey, do you like this? Like, do you still like me even if and she kind of chuckled I at make it, an automatic and I was like, oh, this is going to work out. Yeah. I could do my weird automatic shift thing because I still can't, I can't drive a standard. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to act like I'm cool. Kind of like you with your... Saving the food. Saving the food. You try and look cool, but no matter what you do, it just yeah never works out. My awkward love test is, will you still like me even if the thing that comes out of my mouth is the dumbest thing you've ever heard? Yeah, I get that Street too. face? <laughs> I get that too. Yeah. I say I say things all the time. Whew, can't, you know, woman, I, you know, the whole think a woman's pregnant, but really she's just overweight Ooh. thing. That's the worst. It's like every day for oh, me. I had, I have to, I had to make a rule. I just never, ever. Yep. Because I've, I've made that mistake multiple you times. just don't say anything ever. And yep. It, not even if I know, like, I'm like, oh yeah. Like, you know, you're, you're holding your belly yeah. in a caring manner. And you're like, there's, you know, that's a, that's a child. There's a child in there, but. Still never, nope. never say it. I'm not going to say a word. Yeah. You have to say the words pregnant <laughs> from your mouth in front of me before I will I acknowledge could be, it. I could be at the delivery <laughs> watching, which in itself, I have a story someday I'll have to share about my first baby's delivery. Oh, wow. Awkward story there, too. Oh, that makes me really excited. But I'm not going to share it right now, but it was so awkward. Oh, that makes me so excited. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> 
it was the whole thing in itself, which my wife did amazing. It wasn't my wife, so I'll just throw that out there. You were the you were the awkwardness. But speaking of that, we'll have to probably uh, close up here because I think we're going to wrap things up. Um, if you have an embarrassing story and you want to share it, I'm actually doing an episode where I share, you know, the whole episode is just me sharing other people's embarrassing stories because mm. uh, I know they're out there. Some people are just scared. I've actually talked to a few people. They're just like, I, I have one, but I can't share it because my family's going to be mad. So if you have one, even you want to be anonymous, please. Those are the ones I want to hear. Yeah, the ones that are so so bad. bad, You don't want to give your name. Yeah. Please send that in. And they gave me a small taste of it, too. Wow. I need it. It's like, I need that story. Yes. Uh, Embarrassedmuchpodcast at gmail.com is the email. And you can find me on all social medias. Izzy B Books is kind of my general thing. I can't just say Izzy B because there's a rapper named Izzy B. Is there? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I thought I had the like to corner of the market on Izzy B, but I'd love to see a collab between the That's two. That's not of you. a horrible. If she rapped about it's a, tidy, a she. It's a girl. Yeah. Oh, even better. Ugh. Fantastic. If, if she rapped about a tidy whitey wind. Oh. And you wrote a book about her famous rap song. Oh, I don't know about that. What's her? What's her top? What's Izzy's? You're coming at this acting like I've done a lot of research. I just know she exists. (laughs) That's all I know. There's also a famous makeup artist called Izzy B. Uh, So I have the most interesting competition for my name. Yeah. Help this podcast go big so we (laughs) can push that further and say some... Someone out there is Izzy B that is better than a rapper and a makeup artist, I guess. Anyway, this was with Rob Watson. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm Izzy B. We are hopefully more embarrassing stories to come. I'm actively living this embarrassing life. So there's no telling what's going to happen. That's a great line. Yeah. Our embarrassment, our depression. Our depression is your obsession. It's your obsession. (laughs) Signing out. Bye. I don't think that should be. It should not. No, (laughs) it sounds really horrible. (laughs) 